welcome to the Radical Grace podcast hosted by myself, Eli Talley. The Radical Grace podcast exists to provide a safe place for raw, real, and unsettling conversations, always led in love. I want to emphasize that this podcast is one take. Um, I believe that everybody makes mistakes, and I hope that everyone can acknowledge um, that we all make mistakes, and I want those mistakes to be heard. Um, I want those mistakes to be acknowledged and seen, um, because we all make them, um, and we hide them, Um, and I think it's easier for us to show grace uh, when we're open about them. Uh, So that is why this podcast is one take. Um, Let me explain to you why I called this podcast uh, the Radical Grace Podcast. Uh, Exodus 34, 6 says, The Lord, the Lord, a God merciful and gracious, slow to anger and abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. This verse describes our God as gracious, as a God full of grace. And then it describes what this word gracious means. It means slow to anger, and it means abounding in steadfast love and faithfulness. And I think that's what makes the grace so radical. It's what makes the love of God so reckless, is that it abounds in faithfulness, is that his mercy is so steadfast is that his love is never ending. His grace is radical because it's shown in every single aspect of his being, even in his justice, even in his truth. You can see his love because he leads in love. You see this in Matthew. You see this in Ephesians. You see this in every single book. The author always leads in love and then in truth and justice. But there's always grace. Because the God that we serve as Christians is a God of grace. So once again, guys, I am Eli Talley. uh, And today the podcast is going to be me only and me sharing my testimony. Uh, The podcast is about... Uh, it's going to be about me um, bringing on people um, that I believe exemplify not only righteousness, um, the righteousness that they took on at salvation, uh, but people who are gracious, people who that, that I see that are full of grace and that, that are full of love and that I can see the joy of Christ in them. And it's so hard to to do that as Christians because you can't just you can't just see that all the time. You can't live that all the time. I can't live that all the time. I I can be the first one to admit that I am not always gracious. That I don't show grace in every single situation. But as my pastor said, it is the unsettling solution for just about everything. So today I'm going to share my testimony with you guys. And I want to tell you, I have 
not always been an emotional person, but since I came to know Christ on a deeper level, since I came to know Jesus and know him personally and walk with him and hold his hand and and sense him and and smell like him and and talk like him and listen like him and I have learned to have emotion like him. And so I'm going to share my testimony with you guys and uh I'm not going to apologize if I do get uh, emotional because emotions are needed. So I'm going to go ahead and start. I should start with saying that the last time I wrote my testimony, I hid a lot of information because I was ashamed of who I was in the past and who I was hiding from. So many people, I was hiding from so many people, and so many people even thought who I thought knew me. However, through the cross, I learned that the shame and the guilt of my past does not define me. So anyway, I was born into a family where everyone around me believed in God, and there was no escaping that despite the many times I tried. I was told from a young age that I was saved. This is four or five years old. I was told uh, that, uh, I mean, I was told so many different stories. Uh, I can remember as a kid that uh, I was told that I was saved at VBS, and then I was told that I was saved at the foot of my uh, father's bed, and then I was told that I was saved in my devotion room, and so there's never a moment that I was that I could remember um, that I can associate, and I know that that's not something that you have to have. There's not a moment that you have to you know associate with salvation. I don't believe that um, that is incredibly important. Uh, you just have to know that you know that you know, but that's what I was missing. I didn't know that I knew that I knew. But anyway, I was told from a young age that I was saved, but looking back on it now, I realized that I most definitely was not saved. Um, But to fit the norm of being a PK, I always said that I was saved. And if you you aren't churched, um, a PK is a pastor's kid. Um, So to give you a little bit of background on that, um, I am the pastor, one of four pastor's kids, um, just to name drop a little bit, uh, I am the youngest of four. Uh, Kayla Patey is the oldest, Seth Talley, uh, second, uh, Amber Talley, third, and then there's me, Eli Talley. Uh, pastor David Talley is the pastor of Grace Baptist Church of Herlock. Uh, if you want to visit, uh, that's Herlock, Maryland, and you can, uh, that's Grace Baptist of Herlock.org. Um, and then our great mother, Tanya Talley. Um, but anyway, I always said I was. I knew all the stories and even studied the theology and got really deep in that, but I never actually personally accepted Christ to be my Lord and Savior. So skip forward a couple of years to third or fourth grade, and I saw my first picture of porn on Pinterest. 
And a little side note, if finding porn on Pinterest doesn't show you just how broken this world is, I don't know what will. Anyway, it made me curious and, uh, and led to a downfall of terrible decisions. A ripple effect occurred for years following, and I fell into an addiction that should be talked about more in the church and in the secular world, a lust addiction. And I just want to speak to someone right now that's listening, and you might be struggling with a lust addiction. Um, Whether this is you're addicted to porn, whether you're just addicted to lust, lusting after someone, or whether you're addicted to sex, um, maybe you're just addicted to, you know, thinking those lustful thoughts. None of them are worse than the other. I need to tell you that. None of them are worse than the other. Um the shame and guilt that you are feeling, it's from the enemy. If you are saved, you are new in Christ. You are a new creation. And Christ took that shame and guilt on the cross. Please just run back to the Father. He's there with open arms. And he can fulfill you. I know it doesn't seem like it. I know it doesn't seem like it now. Because I've been there and I've done that and you'll see that. But it will tear you apart, man. Or or girl. Because I know you ladies go through it too. I know you do. And it's forgotten about so much. So from the third or fourth grade till July 31st of 2020... I struggle with an addiction to pornography, sex, and lust, just to name a few. I truly became a slave to my sin, and it felt like I had no control over my body from the time I was in elementary school. I had always known that I had an addictive personality, but never knew it was this bad. Until I grew up, and I, and I realized, you know, hey, this is, this is an issue. I feel as though I should elaborate further on what my late middle and early high school career entailed. Throughout sharing my full testimony with people, I have realized that it isn't the exact experiences that I need to share, but the hurt and eventually healing that came from these experiences. To be frank, I struggled with an addiction to alcohol and consuming psychoactive drugs, among other things. This is a hard truth to share because it was so hidden from so many people. So many of my closest friends didn't even know and still to this day hadn't been told because I was so ashamed of who I was becoming behind closed doors. I felt like I couldn't be vulnerable with anyone about anything. I would go to different schools and different towns to get different items that I needed, and it was never known to people that I trusted as my true friends. But as I said before, I don't feel that it's important to elaborate the specifics of my addictions, rather just pointing out that they happened to give you more background. So you've probably realized that I am uh, 
I've typed out my testimony here. Um, and um, I'm reading off of what I've typed out. And then I'm, you know, I'm kind of breaking it up and I'm ad-libbing in the middle of it. Um, but let me tell you, you're not alone. And even if, even if you, you feel like you have no friends, there's a good old hymn that says, what a friend you have in Jesus. What a friend you have in Jesus. And that's the truth. And so many times we look over the old hymns, what a friend you have in Jesus. But there is so much truth, there is so much power in declaring that. Because when you realize all you need is Jesus to pull you out, to pick you up, there's nothing better. Furthermore, every time that I was asked about my testimony, I would always lie and say something along the lines of, well, <laughs> I'm a pastor's kid, so what do you expect? Of course, I was a liar and quite pathological, since we're being honest. And because of my constant battle with sin and me holding hands with the devil in middle and high school, I struggled with depression. This depression not only stemmed from the enemy, but from my own conscious decisions. It came to the point where I sat under the counter of my medicine cabinet with oxycodone in my hands and almost took my life. But my friend, who wasn't even a Christian, called me and just asked, are you okay? My friend, who wasn't even a Christian, called me and just asked me, Eli, are you okay? So she wasn't a Christian, and I wasn't even a Christian at this moment, but the Holy Spirit was working on me, and the Holy Spirit was working around me, and he knew that I still needed to be here. He still had a purpose for my life, and my life was not over yet. And let me tell you, if you were thinking about that right now, if you're thinking that your life needs to end, it doesn't. Your life has value. Your life has meaning. You are created with a purpose and for a purpose. And I'm not just talking about the purpose of glorifying God and edifying others. I'm not just talking about you are made by God and for God. I'm talking about God has crafted you specifically for something specifically you are unique you are one of a kind you are so good at something 
And God has made you that way. And you have to realize that truth. And this isn't, this isn't me trying to make you feel good. This is me saying, you have a passion and you have a purpose. Your purpose in life is to glorify God. As a Christian, your purpose in life is to glorify God. And your passion could be to, I don't know, make phone cases. Whatever your passion is, glorify God in it. And do it with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. With all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And don't give up. So my life following that experience wasn't all rainbows and butterflies. My depression didn't stop, but thankfully, my suicidal thoughts did. I would find myself constantly crying about foolish things like how a, a certain girl didn't like me or how I wasn't good enough for someone. Um, throughout this pain, instead of running to Christ and submitting to him, I ran to the world and my addictions. On Monday, February 18th, 2019, I made my first secular motivational video on how, and I quote, all you need to focus on life, on in life, is you. And if you don't, you immediately become forgettable. You alone are enough. Trust me. And I got so many compliments for it and so many good things in the eyes of the world came from it. I was fueled by the pride. For someone who, who was a musician and got compliments all the time, they weren't rare, but these, these kind of compliments, they were different, right? These compliments said, Eli, you're changing my life. Eli, you saved my life, and so many more like that. And it was like I had become their savior. And by the time I had made like four or five more videos, I convinced myself that I was the one who was helping them. I had convinced myself that I was their savior, and it was me alone who provided what I had defined, what I had called help. And pride got the best of me, and I tied up my sneakers and continued to sprint away from God. And I continued to make these videos on motivation for a whole year. Keep in mind, I'm still a two-faced Christian struggling with addictions. Eventually, one day in 2020, God spoke to me through a song. On April 24th, 2020, God led me to a song by Elevation Worship called The Blessing. And listen, this is a great song. And it's straight out of scripture. Number 6, 24 through 26. Let's flip there. I got a Bible over here. This isn't my regular podcast setup, but um, I got a Bible somewhere on here. Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy, Deuteronomy 6. Let's read this together in the good old KGV. The Lord bless thee and keep thee. 
The Lord make his face shine upon thee and be gracious unto thee. The Lord lift his countenance upon thee and give thee peace. Mm. That's so good. And that's the basis of the song. God speaking a blessing. God's blessing on uh, generations. And God led me to this song on my YouTube recommended, by the way. Uh, the blessing. And I heard this song and I genuinely, for the first time, fully gave my life to Christ. And that day, ironically, four days after 420, I gave up every psychoactive drug and the alcohol I was consuming. However, I was still holding hands with my sexual sin. I didn't give up that addiction until about three months later on July 31st, 2020. Following that decision led by Christ, I continued making social media videos. However, I changed the way that I made my motivational videos. They weren't motivational from the world's point of view anymore. They shifted to a biblical perspective. The videos that I was making online were catered to Christians and catered to growing the kingdom of heaven. The Holy Spirit revealed to me that God had given me this amazing platform on social media and this following to get his word out there, and I got to preach to a very thousand people every single day over different social media platforms until I eventually decided to take a step back from making social media content. So, 2020 was a crazy year. Can I get an amen? <laughs> right? And I think that's something that we can all agree on. The craziness really started for me on April 24th when I got saved. Uh, and it was a year full of busyness, um, but not busyness in the sense that it was hurried, but busyness in the sense of fruitfulness and busyness in the sense of growth. Um, since I had grown up in the church and around the church, there was so much knowledge that I already had, biblical knowledge that I already had. But it was the understanding and the wisdom and the discretion that I truly needed. And so I used the rest of 2020, 2020 sorry, to truly dive deep into that wisdom and really build that relationship with the Lord. The hardest part of it all was relearning how to live. Because the life that I was living was not only a lie to everyone around me, but it was a lie to myself. I was lying to me. And that's a harsh reality to wrap your mind around. 2020 was learning how to listen to the Holy Spirit and learning how to communicate with God and learning how to love like Jesus and learning how to not give advice in every circumstance because I needed to heal from the pain that I caused myself. So anyway, October of 2020 rolls around and a friend and I decide that we wanted to graduate early. Keep in mind, it's kind of like way too early or way too late, sorry, to be deciding that kind of stuff. Like October 2020 is way too late to be saying, I want to graduate early. You're a junior, and you want to graduate that year. 
So my plan for early graduation uh, that year is to get my business degree online, my bachelor's in business, um, and to work my way up the chain at Chick-fil-A. Um, and then eventually buy a franchise and own a Chick-fil-A franchise. And, well, later in my testimony, we'll see that God has different plans. And so the next big moment in my life was actually just about a year ago in January of 2021. <laughs> this is good. I attempted to start a podcast called Words with Weight. And the first episode I came out with was a very deep episode, to say the least. That most definitely should not have been the first episode and should have been done in much, in a much more... Uh, loving and gracious and patient way. And, uh, and I take full responsibility for that. But anyway, I basically got canceled uh, for posting that podcast, um, and rightfully so, um, because I did it in a manner that was not, um, not just. It was not gracious. It was, um, it was justice forward only. It was um, truth forward only. There was no grace. There was no love. Um, I was inflicting pain, I think, on on people, uh, and I had I, I just had so much to learn. Uh, and I'm glad that I, 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 it got canceled because I wasn't ready. You know, I, I needed more time and my word for 2021 ended up being revival. God gave me this word and, uh, God truly worked in me throughout 2021 and ignited the spirit of revival that, isn't temporary and he and he revealed to me that you know revival isn't something that starts and stop or stops revival isn't an event that happens revival isn't something that you go to but but revival is my son right revival is jesus revival is something that flows through the air revival is whole is the holy spirit revival is something that that flows in you revival is something that lives in you and it's not something that you can activate Revival is there. And so in May of 2021, I listened to the Holy Spirit's tug on my heart to move churches to Oak Ridge Baptist Church from my dad's church, Grace Baptist in Herlock, which is the church I'd been going to for 15 or so years. And, uh, and I had a lot of peace about this, um, to be honest. And there wasn't much division between the parties in my family either. I mean, there was a little bit, but, but there wasn't that much. Um, just the, the natural parent division. Um, which was honestly just another confirming factor that God was putting into my life. I mean, I hadn't actually planned on um, sharing the story of how it kind of happened. But, but now that I'm here, I might as well. So let me take a sip of water. And, uh, yeah, let's do it. Um, so, so my first week at Oak Ridge, uh, I didn't actually love the message and I don't even remember what it was on. 
Um, but I was like, I, I love, I love the people. I love the pastor, but I didn't connect with the message that much. And so I'll come back next week. And I, I, I really loved the message next week or the, the next week. Um, and I, I still love the people and I loved, you know, I, I love the pastors, um, and the preaching style, very exegetical. Um, and they were having a night of worship, uh, that same week. And so I was like, okay, I'll also come to that. Um, and this was about the same time that I had, uh, started my new job. Um, and so I had, I had gone to this night of worship and I was really pouring my heart out to the Lord. Um, really just saying, you know, God, where do you want me? Um, you know, God, if you want me here, give me a sign. God, I want to serve in a church for you. Um, and that night, um, Brian, Brian Lloyd, Pastor Brian Lloyd, our, uh, the live venue pastor there uh, at Oak Ridge, he, he gave the invitation to serve. Um, and I was like, okay, God, this is where I'm supposed to be. Um, and so that was a big part of my confirmation there at Oak Ridge. And another part was, and I'm a namer, uh, Lee Mayers. Uh, she is uh, just truly, truly uh, anointed by the Lord, this, you know, this woman of God. And she, she came up to me after after uh the night of worship and she she plays keys and sings and she said Eli you're you're a worshiper and I can tell and uh and I just wanted to let you know that your worship is incredibly you know encouraging and all this kind of stuff blah 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 blah. and I was like you know thank you so much I was actually I just like signed up to serve and I wasn't even a member yet uh and and she was like oh my gosh like that's that's crazy. We were like, we're looking for keys players and like all this jazz. And, um, and I was like, Oh, that's, that's crazy. Like, it's crazy how God works. Um, and, and so, and she was like, do you sing too? And I was like, yeah, 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 I do sing. Um, and, uh, and so it was just so cool how God, how she, how she came up to me and she was kind of like the first person that like, I truly, um, emotionally connected with um and and her and I are still really great friends today uh and I'm still at Oak Ridge um and then you know it it all just kind of happened um from there and I still do serve at, at Grace Baptist now um I serve in the youth ministry and and right now I'm trying to uh get someone to replace my spot actually on the on the coffee ministry um because I just revamped that um and so but anyway since I have joined Oak Ridge um this this is in May uh May of 2021 uh speaking so since I have joined Oak Ridge I truly learned what grace is and what the love of uh what the love of Jesus Christ looks like. I thought I knew what it looked like to love like Christ, but I wasn't loving sacrificially. I wasn't loving in a holy manner. I wasn't loving radically. I wasn't loving uh, in a way that stands out 
right? And when you choose to show grace above all else and love in a way that stands out, you will be noticed not for what you've done, but for who you represent. And what I realized about the grace of God through that and through 2021 is that the depth of my valley does not even compare to the depth of God's glory and his grace for me. And that was something that I really had to, you know, repeat over myself uh, was that like, it doesn't matter how, how deep my valley is. It doesn't matter how, you know, how hard it's getting because I know that God is greater. I know that he can pick me up. I know that he can turn me around and I know that he can place my feet on solid ground because he's done it before and he'll do it again. And so in those many months, um, in all those months, you know, May to kind of August, um, I had been growing in my faith, you know, really tremendously and really kind of rapidly, um, and studying the word and, you know, supplication and August 4th of 2021 hits and it's 4:33 AM. Um, and I woke up, well, I guess I woke up a little bit earlier, um, than that, but I felt the calling, um, to commit my life to full-time ministry for the Lord. I mean, let me tell you actually how this happened. So I woke up and I was praying and I basically said in my prayer, God, when you call me something, I can't change my name. Um, And he said, all right, well, I'm calling you to the ministry, to full-time ministry. And I was like, okay, all righty then. And it was like, boom, 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 like just like that. And he was like, okay, it's time to listen to me, Eli. It's time to, you know, turn your hearing aids on, uh, you know. Um, turn your Holy Spirit here and aids on. <laughs> and, uh, and so whether that's planning a church or preaching, preaching across the country, it doesn't matter what it is because it's all for the glory of God, right? Um, and so August 20th, 2021, I actually got baptized um, by a close brother in faith, Jason McConnell, who has also been called into the ministry to be a church planner. Um, right now he's a youth pastor, Grace Baptist Church. Um. And those who know me know that I was was not an incredibly emotional person for a while after my depression. So like pre-depression and during depression, I was pretty emotional. Uh, post-depression, I kind of like kept it all in. Um, and then in the past, you know, August, and you'll see why, but uh, August on, um, I kind of just became really emotional and not in a bad sense, but it's like I, I really uh, I get emotional over a lot of things that have to do with the Lord. Um, and it's really because God is so good um, and he has been so faithful to me um, and he shows up in so many miraculous ways um, and he he is put first Um and that is just when you put when you put God first, it's like you have to have joy in that, you know. Um, there, there's a good song that Phil Wickham wrote, and it's you know, there's joy in the house of the Lord, and it's true. But the house of the Lord is in place. The house of the Lord is the church, and the church is a people, you know. And so there is joy in the people um, because we are filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, but anyway, uh, so 
those who know me, that's where I was. Those who know me know that I was not an incredibly emotional person for a while after my depression. However, on August 23rd of 2021, it was revealed to me that I had been under some serious manipulation for around six years. Uh, And when I found that out, I immediately broke down into tears. Uh, I could not hold myself together. Uh, Obviously, Scripture says that every hidden thing will eventually come to light. Um, but this was drastic, like the white light, like the light went from completely off to completely on, with no warning or dimming in the process. And in return, um, and this is kind of like this is kind of graphic, but um, it I think it shows the depth of the situation. Um, and in return, I sobbed in the shower, fully clothed, for two hours. And while in the shower, I encountered the the Holy Spirit in a way that I'd only ever felt a few times. And that's since August, that's August uh, 23rd, me saying that. Um, but since then, I have encountered the Holy Spirit in that way in uh, me- many more times. And uh, I have, you know, I have such a, a much more deep relationship with the Holy Spirit now. Um, and it, the person of the Holy Spirit in the Trinity, I have a much more deep relationship with now. Um, and it's, it's life changing. It's mind boggling. It's, you know, radical, it's reckless, whatever words you want to you know, use for it. It's that. Um, but anyway, excuse me, through much prayer and refinement, um, I put on the armor of God and the feelings of doubt and insufficiency and shame and depression and so much more um, left me. Uh, And so that's August 23rd. And so I think it's about time that we touch back on that college thing, right? Um, But before we do that, I must say that uh, right after I graduated high school, I got a job as the creative marketing specialist at a real estate brokerage here in Maryland. So that's, that's taken us back to May. Um, right after college or right after high school, um, I was looking for, excuse me, I got no sleep last night, uh, stayed up with a buddy literally all night, literally all night. Um, yeah, I, Danny, I know you're listening to this. Yes. I shot this podcast on the 15th. Yes. We stayed up all night. Anyway, <laughs> um, um, where was I? Oh, so I was looking for a real estate internship, and um, the, the gracious guy, Cord Benson, uh, love him to death. He, he basically said, I'm not looking for an intern. Um, but I'm, you know, I'm, I'm kind of looking for a marketing guy and I was like, okay, you know, I can do that. I, I have uh, social media experience and marketing experience and I was like, you know, why not? Um, and so I did some work for him for a good January, February, March, April, May, uh, for a good seven months. Um, but yeah, so, um, I worked, I got a job as a creative marketing specialist at Ben, uh, uh, real estate brokerage here in Maryland, Benson and Mangold. Um, and I've never been, uh, such a huge advocate. Um, I've never been a huge advocate for going to college in person. Um, I don't think that you really need it in person or that it really does you any good. And I really honestly have thought in the past that it's a waste of money. 
Um, anyway, while I was working at this job in marketing, I was growing even stronger in my relationship with Christ and serving in more places in the church and just growing rapidly. Um, and I had an opportunity to go to Minnesota and become a worship pastor over there. Um, but it ended up not being in God's will for my life, and I didn't go. Um, but I still had so much peace amongst the chaos of the world. Whether I had COVID or the world was crashing down around me with me losing my job, uh, the peace that surpassed all understanding was doing just that, surpassing all understanding. So we are now in, um, in January of 2022, and I have not started any online classes yet. Uh, and keep, keep in mind, my, my mother uh, just loves me so much for this, not starting any online classes. Um, and if you can't read sarcasm over the voice, uh, that is sarcasm. She, uh, she, she uh, does not enjoy that I hadn't started any online classes. Um, but anyway, um, I had not started any online classes yet. And for the past three months, I had been feeling the Lord say to be, huh, I'm sorry, not I'm sorry, uh, liberty, 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 liberty. And liberty, um, when I refer to liberty, I'm talking about Liberty University. Um, and specify specifically the, the past three or four weeks, people have been asking me, Eli, are you going to Liberty in person? Um, and it was like God trying to give me a sign. Um, and so long to make, to kind of make a long story short, I have applied, uh, residentially to Liberty University as a pastoral leadership major and my enrollment deposit uh, was somehow, by the grace of God, already submitted. Um, I don't know how, but God made a way, and it was just another confirmation that I needed. Um, and so now I'm here, filming this podcast, and the Spirit is moving in me and speaking through me and sanctifying me, and we sit together and we talk together, um, and, you know, I'm not exactly sure where this podcast will go or how much fun it will be, um, but if God's hand is in it, I know he will do miracles and perform incredible things through this, um, and I know he will touch lives. And um, honestly, all that matters is if uh, one person is touched. And heck, I, I've, you know, I've been touched through it. So um, I think... It's it's honestly a ministry in itself, um, me getting to be vulnerable. Um, that That's kind of what it's all about, is vulnerability, um, because that's something that I struggle with, is being vulnerable. Um, and so I think, honestly, being vulnerable on a, on a huge scale, on a large scale, is so much easier than being vulnerable on a one-on-one. -on -one. And so why not be vulnerable on a one-on-one, -on -one, but also on a huge scale where I have to post the whole thing? Um, that just makes it so much easier um, for me. I don't, I don't think, I don't know if it would make it easier for anyone else, um, but that that's that's the podcast y'all uh the radical grace podcast 
once again, guys, uh, we exist to provide a safe place, um, a safe place for raw, real, and unsettling conversations that are always led in love. Um, over the past year, um, I have learned that grace goes first. Uh, grace and love goes first, always. Um, it doesn't matter what the situation is. You look in scripture and grace went first. It, you can you can try and bring up, oh, but but what about revelation? You know, what about, you know, uh, what about Isaiah? What about, it? no. Look at the context. Grace came first. Grace came first. And so, guys, um, grace came first because God came first. And the God that we serve is a gracious God. Um, so, guys, I love you. Um, thank you so much for listening to the Radical Grace podcast. Uh, I hope you guys have an amazing uh, rest of your day, rest of your night, however, wherever you're listening to this, whether it's in the car or a run or a however while you're cooking or whatever you're doing. Um, hope you guys have an amazing rest of your night, day, whatever it might be. All right. Also, um, let me know. Um, I am Tally with two Y's on Instagram. That's probably the best place to reach me. Um, or I don't know much about podcasting, but like, I don't know if there's like show notes or something or reviews or I'm not sure, but um, look, I'm so new to all this. Uh, but uh, let me know if there are specific people that you might want um, on the podcast, or you can email um, radicalgracepodcast at gmail.com. That is radicalgracepodcast at gmail.com. Um, you can email me any questions that you have or DM me on Instagram. That's tally with two Y's. Um, or just, you know, uh, you know, text me or yeah, uh, DM me or email me any questions that you guys have, any guests that you guys might want. Um, or just, you know, any prayer request, whatever it got, whatever it might be. Um, y'all, y'all guys and gals out there. Um, anyway, y'all have a great rest of your night and peace out.